Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. If you listen to the show, thank you. You know that I am a big Tom Haberstrow fan. I really like his work. And he sees things a lot differently than I do. Don't need to always agree to recognize when someone's great at their job. A lot of ways to take in Tom's outstanding content. Twitter, I'm not calling it X. Twitter, at, all right, it's X, at Tom Haverstrow. Uh, he's a Trailblazers analytics insider and so, so good at that job. New gig, which is very well deserved. And I get it in my inbox. And if you don't, you should. It's a polite suggestion. TomTheFinder.com. Substack, really good. If you've listened, if you know, you know who Tom is if you're an NBA person. But if you know, if you're if you're not familiar or you haven't subscribed, uh, Tom sees the game in a very smart way, is able to look at these numbers and and see patterns and come up with things that he'll tell you about that then like three weeks later everybody's talking about. So if you want to like seem like you're smarter than you are, which is a big thing in my world, Tom's the guy. Uh, Mr. Haberstro, good morning, buddy. Hey, that was an amazing intro. Thank you so much. That was very generous of you, Bill. Well, I mean, when you did the, the, the analytics thing on how I'm smarter than my producer, I was you had me at that, you know, just how that was <laughs> a little private analysis. Um, so so I was real I really enjoyed your um your perspective on Doc Rivers. It is for people listening, uh, they will know not my perspective on Doc Rivers, but you think he's gotten a raw deal. So I, I would love if you don't mind, and again, go to TomTheFinder.com, get on the Substack. You can read it in depth. But what do you see when you analyze Doc Rivers, the coach, his career, and, and your expectations for what you think he can do in Milwaukee? Yeah, well, first of all, expectations. Um, the defense has to be better in Milwaukee, and so far the returns haven't been great. Um, they let Anthony Simons get a clean look at the end of the game last night. Uh, and then on the other end, they gave the ball to Giannis on the last second possession, a terrible free throw shooter when they needed free throws. Not the not Doc's finest moment, but in midseason higher, it's going to be tough sledding for the next couple weeks. Anyway, Doc Rivers, I think, has gotten a bad rap. He has, by all accounts, been the biggest choker in the playoffs. He has three series in which he's blown a 3-1 lead. He has lost something like 16 games, game sevens in his career, and that has been a big, big stigma attached to Doc Rivers, that he blows these leads and he gets up in these series and then he collapses. And my thing is, would you rather him lose in five games? Would you rather him get swept? Because the way that it's set up in this conversation, LeBron James gets penalized for going to the finals in 2007 with a ragtag group of Cleveland Cavaliers when he's a young star in the NBA. No one expected him to get to the finals. And then sure enough, 
he gets there and gets walloped by the San Antonio Spurs. 0 for 1 in the finals. Would we rather LeBron James lose earlier? Would we have not had that stained his, po- his finals record against, of course, the immaculate Michael Jordan, who is 6-0 in the finals? And it's the same corollary, in my opinion, that Doc Rivers, by virtue of winning games in the series, winning lots of games, he's one of the best playoff coaches by, by postseason wins, and he's got a winning record in the postseason. But by going up 3-1, by winning games, the first three games of a four-game series of, of the first four games, he has set himself up for failure in a way in the public eye that I think is unfair. So those three three-one leads that he's blown. If you go back and look at those series, very extenuating circumstances and very favorable things happen to the opposing team that we need to address. Like for example, 2003, Orlando. That's one of those three series that he's blown, Doc Rivers. He is a coach that took over a team of T-Mac and some cast of characters, probably not you know, a star, star caliber supporting cast. They went up against the number one seed Detroit Pistons and went up 3-1 and lost the next three games. Game seven, forced a game seven on the road and did not win. Bill Ryder, do you think it's fair that we use that an instance in which an eight seed pushed a one seed to the game seven that they had no business being competitive for and holding that against Doc Rivers. Tom Hammershaw, I, I would say if that were the singular failure of Doc Rivers' storied postseason career, it would be utterly unfair. As you know, and maybe you and I just see this differently, I think his time and tenure with the Clippers and Sixers teams over a decade combined where they were contenders – the inability to make conference finals over that stretch, the inability to beat, was it Atlanta in that second round not that long ago, the inability to make in-game adjustments. Let me add a stat that you said. I think it's 17-33 and 33 in his career in just clinching games where you just his team has a chance to advance. I think I, I do not trust Doc Rivers in those situations. So you're right. I'm with you. The Orlando thing in a vacuum would be utterly ridiculous to criticize Doc Rivers for, and I love your LeBron point. I just think the difference is Doc Rivers lately has been much more likely to have a favored team or a team that should be favored than the LeBron James carrying a bunch of bums reality that he has done over the years. I just think those are a little apples to oranges. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. I was beginning to, to mention a bunch of other series, and I recognize that. And there's injuries. To... No, no, I get it, right? Like, I, the, the, Look, this stuff's complicated, and the thing about sports that's great is that is that people like like me can be wrong, and Doc Rivers can go prove that it's wrong. I think the other context, yes. and this is not proof, but it's also true that, and you know how this works, a lot of, and one of the reasons I like your work is that you're not a contrarian, you're just an independent thinker, right? People confuse those. I think there's so much groupthink in the NBA. The, the re- yes. And as you know, I was very um, shy when I first covered LeBron James that first year in Miami, <laughs> you know? I, I just don't care. People don't like me, it's fine. My kids like me. I, there are people in the NBA, there really are a lot of folks who won't vocalize this, but who think, people that are much smarter about the hoops than I am, I'm a reporter, I'm not a, I'm not a scout, who do not think Doc Rivers is, is as good a coach as, as, as advertised. And so I do think it's a, it's a prevalent perspective. And if, for me, Tom, like, I'd like to see what he can do over the three and a half years in Milwaukee, because if he can't at least meet expectations for this Bucks team, 
to me, that is proof of the view that I currently have. I would say that I hope I'm wrong. I don't, I don't like Doc, but I really like that front office, and I really like Giannis, and I'm from that part of the country. So I, I have mixed feelings about whether I hope I'm wrong, but we're going to find out. You're rooting for, for Doc to prove you wrong is what you're trying to say. I mean, I like being right. So I have enjoyed yeah. <laughs> these first two games, even though the sample size is so small. I know it doesn't mean anything, but have I enjoyed it? I, I am sorry to my loving family, the writers of Waukesha, Wisconsin. I am happy about it. I shouldn't be. Tom Everstrow on the show. Hey, this is a little in the weeds, but I want to ask you, because I have not watched enough Portland games this year, and you are obviously like an expert there. What like short-term, long-term is going on with and or your, your read on, on Scoot and, and just his development? And let's be frank, like whether or not that organization should have any worries at all, because it can take a while to develop talent about the decision they made in the draft. Well, he's 19 years old. He's actually turned 20 uh, on Saturday. So in two days, he becomes 20 years old, no longer a teenager. And so I think in general, we look at rookies and say, hey, they're that's a rookie. I remember when LeBron was a rookie and Scoot Henderson is not that. We need to like slow down. A, a rookie point guard is one thing. A 19-year-old point guard is another. And so I think coming into this season, I had a healthy respect for the fact that the NBA is so difficult to play as a rookie, much less a rookie point guard, much less a rookie point guard who's also 19 years old. So he's coming along. I mean, the previous game not last night's game he had 20 points in the fourth quarter and last night he had 15 points in just 20 minutes this guy is coming along but there's going to be some lumps and I don't think this season or at least the first few months has changed my trajectory of him if he does this next year then I can reevaluate but 19 year old point guards have rarely succeeded in NBA history Um, and so we have to grade him on that scale but of course when he's 21 22 and he's still struggling to make this sort of impact that we expected at number three pick, then we can reevaluate. But the idea that Scoot Henderson, uh, we need to like check his long-term development based on this, you know, first 40 games as a 19 year old. I think we need to, in today's society, it's a very much a microwave. What have you done for me lately? But I do think we need to pause here and recognize the dude is 19 years old. And, yes, he's not LeBron James, but he's also not washing out of the league right now. Yeah, most guys are not all-stars from the jump. Tom Haverstrow here on the show. Tom, I have a question for you based on a premise, but correct me if you think the premise is wrong. Like, By all means, just be like, that is ridiculous. For me, in the Eastern Conference, there are three teams that are just in a tier to themselves. In whatever order you want to go in, it is the Boston Celtics for me and the Sixers, and the Bucks, But I find the next tier, or the next group of teams, really interesting. Like, I look at the Cavs, and I'm sort of interested, and I look at the Knicks, and God help me, I'm kind of interested. And I look at Miami, and I'm kind of interested in terms of what maybe those teams can do in the postseason. Maybe they don't beat everybody, but maybe landmines that are pretty dangerous for those big three. And I haven't seen enough of Tyrese Halliburton and Pascal Siakam, but, but I think the Pacers will be interesting. Of that second-tier group, if you buy that premise, or anybody else, how, how difficult do you think the East can be in terms of favorites maybe falling earlier than they otherwise might? Man, I will never count out the Miami Heat. Uh, you know that from our long time working together. is just I have so much respect for Eric Spolstra and especially Jimmy Butler and his ability along with Bam Adebayo to raise his game in the postseason. Just statistically, there's not many guys like Bam Adebayo and, jo- and, uh, and Jimmy Butler who raise their, their level of play 
uh, in the playoffs. And I do think that they, even though they're kind of like a sleeping dragon right now at 25 and 23 in the seventh slot, um, I, I would not bet against them in, in any series at this point outside of Boston. I think Boston, uh, they're just so good. They're, they're stacked uh, in their starting lineup, and they have good coaching, good depth. But the team that is really surprising to me, New York. The Knicks yeah, they're good, play aren't they? so hard, man. Yeah. Jalen Brunson is so good. And with OG Ananobi out there, he is tailor-made for Tom Thibodeau's defense. Uh, he is maybe the most underrated player in the NBA, OG Ananobi, and his plus-minus is showing, he's bearing it out, that he does so many things in the, in the game that don't get picked up in the box score. And I just love what the Knicks are doing this season. And I'm, over, I'm out on Julius Randle as a star or a superstar in today's NBA. And so I actually think this injury could help them kind of figure out who they are, imagining a world, a post-Julius Randle world. I just think this Jalen Brunson, um, I, <laughs> Hartenstein is one of the best centers in the NBA that nobody knows about. And I just love that the Tom Thibodeau Knicks are really fun to watch again. And I can't wait to see New York Madison Square Garden uh, bumping again because that the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to go to the Garden uh, for some playoff series and eat crow with extra salt. Tom Haverstrow, they're so good. And fun. Tom Haverstraw on the show. Tom, last one for you. Take it any way you want. Obviously, there is now a 65-game minimum requirement for players to be MVP consideration, Defensive Player of the Year, All-NBA first, second, third team. It is really in the spotlight with, with Joel Embiid. Draymond Green made some comments. There's a lot going on. Where do you come down on, on this rule imposed by the NBA on the number of games players have to play if they want to qualify for these awards, honors, and the financial incentives that can come with them? Yeah, I think it's backfired big time. I think the PR side of it, uh, I don't think the NBA had foreseen the unintended negative consequences of Joel Embiid trying to lumber his way and limp his way through a game and then getting hurt while everyone's focused on this 65-game rule. I think it's unnecessary. I think you and I can both vote on awards while taking into account the games played without requiring a rule for eligibility. Like, if Joel Embiid finished with 64 games versus 67, I don't think you and I would be like, yeah, 64 is too few because he didn't get to 65. 65 is the golden rule. We would have taken it into account already without a rule, and now it's all anyone wants to talk about. So the, the marketing aspect of it, the PR aspect of it, I think can really hurt the league is that even if Joel Embiid's doing amazing things out on the floor, now all we're talking about is how injured he is all the time. Or now we're talking about how NBA stars are missing all these games. Instead of praising the NBA and talking about how awesome these players are, we're fixated on the fact that they're not playing that many games. And to me, that's how it's backfired, is when it becomes in the mainstream, what people are talking about is how injured or how many games these guys are missing, rather than focusing, man, Joel Embiid, had 70 points the other day. How awesome is that? And so I've been writing about this all season long at TomTheFinder.com, and I just think PR-wise, it's a really bad look for the NBA when most of the conversation is about how the stars are not playing. The talented uh, Tom Haberstrow, Twitter, easy Tom Haberstrow. Go to TomTheFinder.com, as in that is where you will find outstanding NBA insight. TomTheFinder.com. Dot com. Uh, Mr. Haberstrow, it is great to hear your voice. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for making time. Bill, always. Thanks for having me on.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.